to Beat the Protest. This week, welcome to Hand of Pod. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Hand of Pod episode 296. I'm Sam Kelly, and this week I'm joined by Andres Bruckner. Hello, Sam. Welcome back, Andres. Thank you. How have you been? Fine, five thanks. Good. We are recording, well, we were going to try to record early, but the result is that actually we're recording at roughly the time that we normally say we're going to record and then end up starting half an hour late because I'm always late for recordings. Um, so either way, we're hoping to get largely done and dusted before a protest, which we do know is happening uh, this week because we've had some warning of it. Andres at least knew that it was happening, so he messaged me and suggested an earlier recording, so thank you for that. Yes. Uh, so hopefully we're going to get done before people start banging pots and pans down outside. The first thing to note is that we have some... Uh, results to give you because there has been some football since we last recorded Uh, the most meaningful of which at least in terms of top level stuff was the Copa Libertadores matches which were held last um, Thursday we recorded on Wednesday night I told you after the full time uh, music that River had drawn nil-nil with Flamengo and therefore won their Copa Libertadores group and then there were a few matches to tie things up on the Thursday after that Thursday the 24th the final results were Santos nil, Real Garcilaso nil, and Estudiantes three, Nacional one, which means that Estudiantes are through, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. All of the Argentine, Argentinian teams are are through. Are through. Atlético yes. Nacional nil, Colo Colo nil, and Bolívar two, Delfín one. That is a group that doesn't include any Argentine clubs, of course. And Corinthians nil, Millonarios one, Independiente two, Deportivo Lara nil. Which means that, as you will have worked out from what Andres just said, Independiente are through as well. Um, it means that Corinthians pip them to top spot on goal difference. Independiente and Corinthians both finishing on 10 points in Group G. Um, all of the clubs, all of the Argentine representatives in the Libertadores have made it through in second place in their groups, with the exception of River, who top Group D. And what that means is that there is, we've got Boca, Independiente, Estudiantes, Racing and Atletico Tucumán. That's five different clubs in second place. There are eight groups, which means there is a slightly greater than 50% chance um, that River will end up playing an Argentine club in the round of 16. Um, yes, this, the draw this... for that is on Monday, isn't it? So we'll be able to yes, the fourth. give you our thoughts yes. on the draw next week. On June the 4th, yes. Mm. Uh, in, in this game, or, or well, uh, like uh, uh, questions that uh, journalists ask to, ask to the players if they would prefer an Argentinian side because it's difficult rather than a, 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 a foreign club because they, they have to travel, but at the same time, it's not they don't know you that well as like the Argentinian teams. Uh, I think it's a uh, it's nonsense because 
sooner or later you will have to 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 play against them. So if it's in the round of 16 or or, or quarterfinals or semifinals, is the same. Perhaps the the main topic in in when River and Boca qualified River in the first place and Boca in the second. Uh, well, the the the, the perhaps um, question was uh, if River will face Boca, but well. Uh, like in the 2015 uh, Copa but uh, um, apart from that, the, the the remarkable thing is that, as it has already been said, it's a, a very difficult Copa Libertadores, as uh, several uh, um, teams have already won won it, and it's very very tough because of the Argentinian and Brazilian sides sides which qualify all of them except for Vasco da Gama, for in the case of Brazil. Mm. So it will it will be difficult anyway. Uh, whether in the case of River, because I, I support River, faces um, an Argentinian side now in the round of 16 or 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 in, in more more uh, advanced uh, uh, stage, it's, I think it's the same. But it was installed as well. River could face Boca or River could play against Independiente or Atlético Tucumán or well, yes, uh, talking about the Argentinian teams. Yeah, indeed. Um, oh, whoopsie, just dropped my phone on my keyboard. There have been some other scores as well. Uh, not in the Libertadores, obviously, because I just read you all of the ones in the Libertadores. But in the Argentine lower leagues, uh, Sarmiento beat San Martín de Tucumán 1-0 in the first leg of the Nacional Bay playoff final. The second leg of that is on Sunday, I think, isn't it? Yes. At 3.30 in the afternoon or something like that. Um, the B Metropolitana... Um, final has finished and Defensores de Belgrano are the side who have gone up as Handapod Extra listeners will have heard already on Sunday night, I mentioned all of that, I rounded all this up um, they drew 0-0 in the first leg with Y Orquiza and 1-1 in the second leg and therefore it's Defensores who go up as a result of having finished higher up the league table, so congratulations Defensores fans, including our very own Santi, uh, who is now living in... Um, I think Australia? it's Australia now, yes. yeah. Um, they are promoted. Um, he'll be happy. It's the, same, oh, sorry? it's the same division as Santi's other club. have just oh. gone down into Arsenal. Yes. So, yeah. Poor, poor Santi then. Uh, it's, uh, congratulations because of Defensores. And, well, uh, uh, not that uh, congratulations because, well, Arsenal are down to Nacional B. And, uh, well, Defensores de Pegano have uh, promoted to Primera B Nacional along with Platense. Another mm. historic Ascenso or minor divisions club, which had a lot of years in the in the in the first division also. So now they are in the second category. Yeah, um, and also along with Gimnasia y Grima de Mendoza, who beats Defensores de Belgrano de. Um, oh, what, what's the R stand for in these? I've forgotten. It's one of my favourite team names as well, de Ramacho. Ah, Ramacho. Um, uh, in, in the Federal A playoff final that was 0-0 in Ramacho and 1-0 in Mendoza um, so congratulations to any Gimnasia de Mendoza fans who are listening um, we won't go all the way down the divisions because I'm not sure whether even all of those are over yet but the big match this weekend obviously is going to be the B Nacional playoff final um, also Primera C and Primera D are to define their, their uh, teams yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they've not yet reached the finals, have they? No, the final. Yes, the started, fir- so. Primera C has uh, uh, 
JJ Urquiza or JJ Urquiza against mm -hmm. Argentina de Quilmes, which will play their first leg this On Saturday. Saturday at 3.30. And the, the 9th of June is the, the second leg. And then, oh, and the, the day has been decided now as well. So that's yes. Atlas against General La Madrid. Um, Fourth Primera B, yes. And in Federal B, since we've rounded up every other division, Federal B is far too confusing for me to go through. Yes. I don't know how this works. Uh, the fifth round appears to be over. Um, let me check. Yep, yeah, okay, that's all of those results. So the sixth round has not yet been put up. No, sixth round fixtures aren't yet appearing on this, um, what's it called, app. So I assume that that's not happening just yet. Have you got But anything apparently, different on yours? Apparently, Sol de Mayo has been promoted because their final of the first promotion has uh, finished with one Sol de Mayo defeating Ferro. 1-0 and then 2-1. Ah. In, in, and it was already decided, I think. Oh, okay, right. In that case, this is... Oh, that's uh, Saturday the 16th of December. Yes, I, I think it was a lot of time ago. This is very confusing. Yes, it was really confusing. Anyway. Um, yeah, we don't know about the Federal Day, <laughs> basically. And that's why we don't tend to cover it on Hand of Pod. Uh, we do, of course, have one much more visible match... Uh, taking place or which has taken place in the last few days that was Argentina's friendly against Haiti you can might be able to hear that my cat is trying to join in with the recording I think she wants some food I'll go and give her a bit of a snack um, it was Argentina's friendly against Haiti in the Bombonera on Tuesday night which is why we're recording hello you okay she also try some fernet as well which is why we are recording on Thursday I had a birthday party to get to on Wednesday um, and so we're recording late in the in the week Um, Andres, do you want to inform our listeners with some of your thoughts on um, Argentina against Haiti whilst I go and pour some uh, food into Latrice's food bowl? Okay, uh, well, it will have been easy to preview. Argentina defeated Haiti 4-0 uh, and, uh, well, it was not a rival to, to measure Argentinian capabilities in terms of if they are, they are able to to win the World Cup or to advance to semi-finals as, as the Argentinian players have been repeating that a, a good World Cup for them will be to reach at least semi-finals to, to end the, the World Cup in the, between the four uh, best uh, teams in, in, in the World Cup. Uh, but as, as we could easily preview, Argentina had no difficulties to beat Haiti and, uh, uh, well, it was more a... a used to, to say goodbye to people because now they are in Barcelona mm. they have already travelled to, to, to Europe where, where they will uh, end their uh, preparation or to continue their preparation with another friendly against Israel at the 9th of June just one week before Not in Barcelona though No, in, in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem. Yes. Uh, Listeners might remember that last week we weren't sure whether it was going to be in yes. Jerusalem or in Tel Aviv Uh, that's now been announced yes. as the Teddy Stadium in Jerusalem, and I think it was no uh, no measure in order to 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 have any conclusion of oh yeah Argentina played well oh yes they will be uh, they will be ready to to to, to advance in, the, in their group stage. Um, of course, it was used for Sampaoli to have their players in 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 well in a, in a match to to see how they they can they can be together and. And to, uh, of course, making some changes, like for example, as we, I think, talked uh, last episode, 
uh, with Mesa going through in the second half, uh, along with um, uh, Pavon, and, and well, uh, to see how they, they can give alternatives to, for example, Di Maria, and uh, in the case of uh, Mesa to, to Lanzini, I think. Um, so, or Lochelso, well, uh, the, the, the situation is that they. Uh, Mesa came on for Lanzini, I think, didn't ah. he? Because Lochelso was replaced by Banega. Yes, if I remember right, well, Mascherano played the whole game. Which the same for for uh, Acuna coming in uh, to replace Tagrafico. Well, uh, those are the thoughts that we have already been been talking about, and and, and I think Sampoli is trying to uh, see how they they can be together and and mm-hmm. not caring about the the rival, which was quite uh, clearly very weak. Um, the, the the there is an important thing, which is the goalkeeper. In which uh, Caballero appeared appeared in the starting eleven, and, and everyone thought, "Oh well, Caballero will be in the World Cup," and it's not decided yet because the match against Israel will be uh, apparently the goalkeeper there will be will be Armani, and that will oh, be oh really yes okay so it will be decided there apparently. Um, So well, that's uh, ma- mainly the, the talking point there is that uh, uh, as we could easily, easily preview, Argentina had no difficulties to beat Haiti, and it was no measure for in terms of the, uh, the, the well the World Cup or how how can we face World Cup and, and that it was good for people to watch the the players and and uh, bring uh, given a standing ovation for Messi I- even for Higuain, which was remarkable. Uh, when he missed the goal, people uh, uh, well cheered on him, and instead of, of whistling, so that was uh, interesting for him. Mm. Indeed, um, it was a rather plodding, ponderous first half, and a very predictable second. Really, as Haiti started to tire. I, I mean, yeah. I I understand as as well. I think we said last week and the week before. Um, why Argentina end up playing Haiti in their last home game before a World Cup? They want to know that they're going to score a few goals and give the give the fans a spectacular send off. But we don't learn an awful lot from it, do we? I mean, in terms of if if, if you want to decide, oh well, it's Willie Caballero or Franco Armani as the first choice goalkeeper. How is Sampaoli going to be able to make a decision on that, for example, based on having seen Caballero take a couple of goal kicks against Haiti? He didn't have to do anything. You know, if, if he had conceded a goal, then you might have thought, well, okay, fair enough, this guy definitely isn't our first-choice goalkeeper. But in but this case, I think it's better, it's better for Armani to, to play against Israel, mm. in which, uh, well, any, any, any team or any, uh, uh, any team will be better than them. So yeah. Israel will be perhaps a, a, a better test for Armani. In, well, they're his and, first. And in those terms, at least, yes. you think, right, I mean, at least he's not given Armani the match against Haiti. And Caballero, who we already know is a bit better, obviously, get it, getting the actual test against Israel. But it's still just... I, I was still a bit like... Because I think Caballero needs to show something after the Spain match, in which he faced, as I mentioned last week, five shots and conceded five goals. Um, I, I think that Caballero needs to so, show something as well. And so I don't really... I, I can't see the value of playing Haiti, with, with no disrespect meant to them. But uh, in the other hand, we, we, when we play against Spain and... and, and the result was a catastrophe. Um, anyone, everyone said, or a lot of people said, "Oh, how come we played against Spain? It was 
usually, obvious that they will they will defeat Argentina because they are they have a team that is they are playing together since a long time ago, mm. and Argentina is a team in construction that is not still sh- uh, secure or, or sure, or, or, or uh, San Paulo still has no the no team in in, in uh, to go and play against uh, uh, Spain, which is a, 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 a well at this point better team. Uh, but when they play against Haiti, it's a weak, a weak team. So uh, it's hard to find a balance there, or, or or something to say. Oh yes, it's this way or this or the other way. Uh, uh, I, I think maybe just play somebody who just narrowly missed out, or or even a yeah. team who have qualified and probably aren't going to make the second round yes. and they're in the other half of the group. On Sunday, but still, for yeah. example, in Sun- on Sunday Brazil will play against Croatia. Uh, that will be interesting for for both teams because it will be make a reach, perhaps, uh, or they could even face in the World Cup. Argentina won't definitely play yeah. against uh, Haiti in the and, World Cup. And you know, if if you're going to play somebody who's who's not qualified for the World Cup, and I can understand how it yes. might be difficult to convince a team who are off to Russia to come down to yes. Buenos Aires on the way down there, on you know the other side of the world. Basically. Like France, that will play but, against Italy. I mean, if you're going to qualify, uh, if you're going to play somebody who who hasn't qualified, and you want it to be in in Buenos Aires in Argentina maybe I mean the United States yes they they got Canada down here uh, eight years ago for 2010 I went to that match um, I realised of course that, that the US are, are slightly bigger in national team terms than the Canadian national team um, but you know just surely you can come up with, with opponents who are going to provide you a little bit more of a challenge yes, and, and a bit more of a meaningful thing than, than just a, a, a kick about a, a training session with paying fans yeah, but clearly they tried to 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 make sure that people watched goals from Argentina. Uh, uh, apart from that, they 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 organi- organized something uh, interesting, which is which was a, 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 an open training sessions session in 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 the Huracan Stadium in the Duco on Saturday, uh, which was yeah something to bring people here uh, near to the to the national team uh, as a contrary uh, as. A, on opposition to the to, to watch which was uh, decided some time ago in which uh, the players were like uh, uh, far away from the people and in this case uh, go, uh, having this training session with people there and, and with this uh, friendly in which Argentina of course scored goals and that is something uh, that was decided just on purpose to, to like you said to, to make to see for the people to see the, the players and, 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 and watch them score goals and that not something uh, that had importance for, for the World Cup itself mm. even yeah. in the second half against Haiti it was a, a time uh, I think it was the first 15 minutes or 20 in which nothing happened even in the, in the from Argentina in the, in the match because they were like well there is not a, a match in which we will it's not a match in which we will be demanded, uh, so it was, there were some passes there in the, in the center half, yes, in the midfield, and, and nothing happened. And mm-hmm. then, well, Aguero scored a goal, and Messi scored another one, which uh, with, with a nice place from Pavon. He had luck with, because he took the ball with uh, some rebounds and then uh, uh, made his uh, his play that he always does at Boca, which is to go to the. <coughs> To decide and, and and make the the the, the back pass for for in the in this case was Messi yeah. of course so 
uh, things like that, for example. Only, only like uh, small things to to rescue. I beg your pardon. I just got a message. I forgot to mute my phone. I shall do so now. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I think that maybe that's one of the. I, I wrote a blog post yesterday saying I'm, I'm not sure we really learned anything at all from the match, but we did have something sort of reconfirmed that we already knew. Let's say, and one of them um, for me was um, that that I think Pavon should be starting ahead of Di Maria. To be honest, Di, Di Maria offered nothing at all in 59 minutes and within 7 minutes of coming on Pavon had already looked much more lively and set Messi's goal up 7 minutes after coming on um, and just generally looked uh, looked much more direct and I can understand Sampaoli's thinking that Pavon is a player something of an unknown quantity very pacey um, good at going past people and can be used when defences are tiring in the second half you can throw him on and, and get a new lease of life out of, out of, the, cl- out of the side but I just think it would be much. It would make much more sense to to start him. I think now because Di Maria, the the thing the thing that I realised was that it's not the first time in the last six or seven months that I've been watching an Argentina friendly, and that Pavon has replaced Di Maria and instantly looked far better. Yes. If it was the first time, then you would think, well, the outgate is only Haiti. But the same thing has happened. Main point is that Di Maria is is you know what Di Maria will do, and rivals also do. You know do know. And they don't know Pavon. They don't know how they will. He will play. Uh, I don't see Croatian players watching Argentinian football, uh, Superliga, and they probably will, won't uh, know how Pavon will will play. And mm. they know by, uh, much better Di Maria. France uh, might have a, a bit of an advantage because Griezmann watches Argentine well, matches, of course. But uh, apart from them, <laughs> uh, so yes, and, and and the same happened, for example, when. Uh, Acuna came into the team when they when he played in uh, replacing Di Maria. Now it's Pavon who mm. will replace him if in case it it, it happens. That he, uh, they wanted to show themselves helpful for the team and 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 pass more balls than Di Maria clearly. So that is perhaps uh, the main difference between Di Maria and Acuna or Pavon that they want to show themselves and and, and say I am here. I I I will play for my teammates. And I am new, and I don't, I can't do things like uh, an admeg and then go, go continue with the ball and and do crazy things. I have to be uh, go with with sure uh, things and and yeah. pass more the ball to my teammates. Um, something that Di Maria we know and rivals know that he won't do. And the, the counter argument, I guess, is that you, at least at least if, if they're on the bench, if if Pavon's on the bench, then you know that you've got somebody you can bring on who actually has the capacity to change the game. Uh, whereas if he starts and he's not doing that well, um, then what, where do you go from there? I, I suppose. But uh, I, I, I would at least think about starting him in one or two of the group matches. Um, the fullbacks as well, I thought, did a, a decent job. Salvio was preferred to Anseldi at last minute uh, for right back um, in order to provide a bit more attacking oomph, um, which I think worked well. But Tagliafico put in another good shift down the left, yes. provided those passing options. As I said, it was quite stayed in the first half, and they weren't sort of struggling to open Haiti up um, as, as was always going to happen against a team who were, who were always going to sit back and, um, and, and defend what they had um, Lechels also had uh, of course uh, he was mm. uh, he received a, a, a apparent a, luckily it was nothing in terms of, the, of an injury but it was a hard uh, a kick by an Haitian 
defender and was the first goal after a penalty. Yes. Scored by Messi. Yeah, kicked, uh, on, kicked him on the knee, didn't he? Yes. That looked very painful. So, yes, it was, I think, uh, something we, we, we could have previewed uh, easily because uh, in terms of the team and how they will play in the World Cup because of this match, was uh, it's non have no relation. But uh, uh, some small points, like you said, with Pavon, with the... Uh, 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 players that we we think they should start in the, in, the, in, the, in the World Cup instead of some others, but that's something. And also Aguero has surely Iguain for the first time. You know, I've, I, I defended him as recently as last week, um, but he looked really sluggish. Yes. Um, and Aguero came on and, and scored almost right away a sharp burst through he combined better with Messi than Higuain had been doing as well um, I, I think it has to be you know Higuain remains a, a very good second choice centre forward in my opinion yes. um, but surely that's the way around it is he, he started on Tuesday because they didn't want to risk it's, Aguero we don't want to see any, any more memes yeah. so uh, it will go good for the team and for him to perhaps uh, be saved a bit from, from this Indeed, yeah. Um, so the schedule now is that Argentina, as Andres mentioned, already travelled to Barcelona. They flew last night and they're, they're there now. Uh, they stay there for a week and a bit and then they travel to Jerusalem for, for this friendly against Israel and then straight on to, uh, I can't remember the name of the city in Russia. Whether Lushniki, no, it's a, no, Lushniki um, is the stadium. Bronitsi. Is the name we just had a brief pause because there was an ambulance passing by anyway, um, and uh, we allowed ourselves to Google it. And the name of the place that Argentina is staying in, the bunker, as the local press put it, is Bronitsi. Um, so they'll be heading off there after um, the friendly in Jerusalem. Um, so that's where Argentina will be based uh, until they play. Iceland in Moscow, for example. Yeah, I, I guess it, it's fairly Near. central yes. and yes. they have a decent um, a, a decent travelling times or relatively, I mean, decent in as much as anything's close together in Russia. There's another ambulance coming. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, that's fine. That doesn't need to be cut. That's fine. Um, let's, let's Google where Bronitsi is, shall we? We should probably have done this before, but it didn't really occur to me. Um... Bronitsy is a town... Oh, it's near Moscow. There you go. Oh. A town in Moscow Oblast, Russia. So, yeah. There we go. They're staying it's, there. It makes sense to uh, be close, of course, to the first match. They will play against Iceland, which is in Moscow. So, that Bronitsy is close to Moscow. Mm. Has, uh, it's it's uh, yes, good idea. Indeed, yeah. And also, that it, you know, it'll be well located for the final as well, yes. if they can get tickets. Yes. <laughs> um... Anyway, that, that joke aside, um, anything else from from the Haiti game to sort of take away from it, apart from the fact that um, an Oldham Athletic goalkeeper did, made a couple of good saves against Lionel Messi and then got a hand to his penalty when it was still nil-nil, which I was, I'm sure my dad would be quite pleased with if my dad was much more into football than he actually is. Um, he supports Oldham Athletic, by the way, listeners. Yes. No, I, I, I watched the same... like. Uh, uh, same like you uh, with the the back uh, the centre backs having a good uh, manage of the ball even uh, 
taking long passes, but I think it was because of height, of course. Mm. Um, but it's good for them to have a, a, some, a, o sea, to sense the ball and, and have a, a, the possibility to, to, to uh, start an attack, for example, which is, I, th I think, that Zampoli likes from, from all of the players to have a good uh, uh, pass with the ball, good manage of the ball. Uh, uh, so... I watched also that that for example Otamendi having a, a great long pass to Messi or well uh, things like that with the with the defenders yeah uh, because now they play he played with four defenders uh, uh, finally even with Boitagrafico and Salvio were more uh, uh, in attack than in defense when he plays with that two three three two uh, uh, it would be good for 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 the center backs to. Although I, I, I read a little more about that over the weekend, and it would appear that, that his point was that the sort of four-two-three-one that Argentina played in um, on Tuesday can sort of mutate into a two-three-three-two when they have the ball because the fullbacks press on and because one of the central midfielders pushes up and because Messi pushes up alongside Higuain. Uh, that that's the idea that he had in mind. So it won't be a yes. starting two-three-three-two as such. It was slightly misleading. But it's like. Uh Take the idea, or, or to to make it attractive, that oh, he will play with two defenders, but mm -hmm. it really it will be four. But when they have the ball, of course, all of the players will try to go to attack with yeah, with, the, with the with uh, the right backs, right and, and left back, which will be wings. In that case, uh, to have uh, participation in attack, of course. Precisely. Yes. Um, one thing that did worry me a little bit, though, was the press conference after the match, in which Sampoli said Iceland are going to be very similar opponents to Haiti but they're a bit mm. taller and a bit stronger so they'll be better in the air I'm not sure that those are the only differences between the Haitian national team and the Icelandic national team yes. in terms of things like tactics and ability on the ball um, I hope <laughs> Or at least I would be hoping if I was Argentine. Actually, no, as somebody who's going to earn more money the more matches Argentina get to play in this tournament, I hope um, that Sam Pauli has, in fact, watched the Icelandic national team and was saying this to lull them into a false sense of security or something. And yet, at the same time, if I was the Icelandic manager, I would be getting that press interview or, or that, that brief soundbite that he gave during the, the press conference. Um, I would get it subtitled into Icelandic and that's my team talk for yes, Iceland to stick it in the walls in the, in the yeah. dresser it, yeah. it struck me as such a stupid thing to say whether or not you know regardless of whether he actually believes it or whether he's trying to yes. play the fool don't say that just I mean, similar to the uh, match against Chile with Bausa in the bench saying it was a brilliant match mm. and they didn't even pass the, the centre half the, the, the midfield yeah um, we'll have to wait and see Obviously, um, we are going to call half time right now because there's, there is an ambulance driving down again. It, it's, there are lots of ambulances tonight, aren't there? Um, so anyway, we're going to call a half time right now. We've got loads of listeners' questions and comments to get through, so we will do that right after refilling our glasses. Don't go away.
listeners' comments. We have had a lot this week. We go back all the way back to Friday um, for some of these since we last recorded. Uh, first of all, though, big thanks to Connor, who has become our latest um, patron on patreon.com slash handofpod. He has joined at the $5 per month tier, which means he, along with everybody else in that tier, uh, gets to enjoy a Hand of Pod Extra, which I record on my own on Sunday evening for five or ten minutes, and which um, we record, Andres and I will be recording one quickly after we re- um, record this episode for five or ten minutes as well. Um, two episodes a week of little extra goodies. No, no fucking idea what we're going to say this week, but we'll make something up as we go along uh, in about half an hour, 40 minutes time. So thank you very much for that, Connor, and for everybody else who has signed up. And if you want to as well, um, then I have good news for you, uh, because this is going to be going online on the 1st of June, and there are um, Patreon charge people's cards on the 1st of June. So if you sign up from the 2nd of June onwards then you'll basically get a whole month as a sort of free trial period before your card gets charged for the first time. So if, if that helps to sway the argument for you, then feel free to do so. Um, we're still waiting for the $100 uh, patron, which will mean that they will sponsor the show. Yes, yeah. If um, you want to give us $100 a month, then I will sponsor you as long as you're not an arms dealer or a yes. people trafficker. And if you, will, if you happen to come to Buenos Aires, perhaps you, we can uh, uh, give you... We can, uh, have a, a, a sort of red carpet and something like that because it will mean very important stuff so uh, of course it's very difficult for but it's the option open the the the, the option is there for you to to become a, a sponsor of the of the hand of handball of course and well you, you will be welcome of course indeed um i can give you a brief live update by the way because in the south american games Ecuador and Argentina are currently playing. Uh, these are the ladies' teams, and Ecuador have just opened the scoring. I think just. It's difficult to say because TSA Sports are, are flicking from one sport to another, so this might be a highlight that happened a little while ago. Um, with a, a really cracking finish in off the post while the lady was, was in the process of falling over. Um, that's, that's a yes. pretty good opening. That's the other school games in Cochabamba, right? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Um, this is basically the qualifiers for the, the Pan American um, games from what I can work out but um, the handball the, the ladies handball final is starting in about just under half an hour Argentina are playing Brazil and I'm looking forward to that because we were watching the semi-final in a bar last night um, anyway in other news in more relevant news to Hand of Pod Belgrano English has broken his habit of a lifetime and has tweeted us something in Spanish. He says, Quiero agradecerles por siempre hacer un pod excelente. El momento destacado de cada semana es poder escucharlo. Feliz Día de la Patria. He was writing this on Friday. Que disfruten de un locrazo y unas empanadas ricas también. Thank you very much. In English, that means I want to say thank you for always making an excellent podcast. It's the best moment of the week when I listen to it. Happy Day of the fatherland nation which, which yes. sounds a bit less fascist in spanish than it does when you translate it into english um the word fatherland i mean uh enjoy a, a nice locro and some good empanadas as well i don't particularly enjoy a uh, locro i have to say it's normally a little bit too i do but when it's it's difficult to make to i i, I don't think in fact I, I don't cook locro because it's uh, not hard to do it but it takes time so it's uh, i but uh, if it's well done, I I, I do I like uh, today I ate lentejas, which is another yeah 
uh, another uh, dish that you, we usually eat even well 25 of May or in any date in which it's cold like today for example cold and, and, and rainy so yes I, I like locro I, I did do a, a nice uh, stew in the slow cooker because we have a slow cooker now because we're very middle class yeah. um, last Thursday so I'm going to take that as our sort of 24th slash 25th of oh. May it was a very very late dinner it might actually have stretched just after midnight because uh, my girlfriend had the day off work on Friday obviously but thank you for that Belgrano English Nate Kubeta, uh, also on the 25th of May, said he just finished listening to last week's podcast and re my request for um, specifics uh, in terms of some of those historical podcasts that he suggested over the winter break. He says he's interested in the history or founding of the Abeshaneda, Rosario and smaller Buenos Aires clubs such as Nueva Chicago, Vélez Sarsfield, etc. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a Vélez Sarsfield uh, fan here to mock because you called them one of the smaller Buenos Aires clubs. <laughs> Um, but thank you for that Nate I have liked that I pretty much never like any tweets especially from the Hand of Pod account but I have clicked like on that one so that we keep it for future reference um, and Nate also says that re the Guillermo Barros Esqueloto discussion his former club Columbus crew is threatened with relocating to Austin, Texas this is a common phenomenon in American sports but unheard of in world football outside maybe Wimbledon MK Dons save the crew is the hashtag of the fans thank you for that information it has happened in Argentina interestingly because for one season in the late 80s was it Argentinos moved to Mendoza, Mendoza yes. um, and played they were still called Argentinos Juniors weren't they for yes. that season but yes. yeah it's um, it, it, it has happened but they it was only for one season and then they moved back and another thing that happened during the 30s I think it was was that Lanús and Tacheres de Escalada who are historically the, the two main rivals because they're, they're the, the two neighbourhood clubs so Lanús against them was um, a derby long before Lanús v Banfield became a derby um, also merged and as did I think it was Argentinos again wasn't it with somebody else Atlanta um, to uh, to create excuse me pussycat the, the cats decided to stand right next to the microphone and I just noticed through the earphones that I listened to while uh, while we're recording that she was actually affecting the sound no, you couldn't hear her I don't think but she was affecting how my voice sounded um, to create uh, two teams and therefore make the championship 34 teams instead of 36 for one season so that's yes. interesting for you are you going to bother us really yeah you want to kiss me do you okay there you go go on so that, that happened what didn't happen and I don't think it will Anytime is, for example, like happens with uh, well, Chivas that has a, they are uh, like franchise in the USA with Chivas USA, for example. Well, not anymore, they don't because that's gone past. Oh, sorry, yeah. well, but uh, they had it, for example, to have real played USA or Boca Juniors uh, in, in some other venues, uh, of course, for something that has to do more with marketing than with sports because you have. You want to spread your your your, your brand in other in other areas, but uh, yes, it's a curious case that with Argentinos Juniors, which has had no success, or at least mm. their members weren't happy with that, so it was only one season. Like you said, yeah. Um, Nate also says that in addition to Everton, Barros Esquilotto's name has also been linked to manager jobs in the MLS. Sorry, in MLS, it's not the MLS, is it? Uh, not just at Columbus, who have a stable and well-regarded manager, Greg Bearhalter. Thank you very much for that, Nate. The cat is really getting quite annoying. There you go. Yes, go onto the sofa. Thank you. Um, next question up, or next 
comments or points or whatever up is, it's quite a bit of scrolling this. Oh, good, she's back on the table again. From Nico Gomez Cal, who, oh, I think, hang on a second, I, I think I know what's happened there. Yes, okay, so this isn't a question for us. Sorry, he's, he's not listening. He's, he's, this is for the Racing Club in English podcast who have uh, tagged us in their request for questions. And so as a result, we're getting a bunch of their questions showing up in our notifications. Um, that's for them as well. I, I have a feeling that, yes, that one is as well as well. So, right, here we go. Connor Gallagher, our newest Patreon supporter, says, Is Sam Fowley smarter than people think? He overhauled the squad in a short time under difficult circumstances. Lo Celso, Pavon, Lancini and Tagliafico could all end up being starters. I think he's certainly smarter than most Argentines think. I think his record with Chile and with Universidad de Chile um, demonstrates that. Um, he's not yet got the credit here that his career to date deserves and he won't get that credit unless he wins the World Cup with Argentina or at least reaches the final but, yeah, but it's true it's a good point because there are some players in, that were introduced by him uh, and perhaps with the matches and with the trainings and, and the World Cup hysteria we are like uh, not, uh, uh, not 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 uh, thinking about that but yes it's true that some players that uh, were not being taken into account with Bausa, for example, or, or he, the late, the, mm. the, the, the last coach uh, until Sampaoli took uh, charge of, of the bench, um, and uh, or, or Martino, and, and now they are in the, in the 23 players list. Yeah, so yes, it's a good point that, uh, uh, that there are players that have coming to the team with, with Sampoli and, and are not wrong decisions. Like, yeah. So, yes, it's, 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 it's true. And it's also true that you know, the, the overhaul uh, is, is not sort of complete by any means. Um, Argentina are going to have, I think, I, I've not actually gone through every squad and compared, but I think it's probably safe to say that Argentina's average age is going to be quite a bit higher um, than most, if not all, of the other teams at the tournament because they have a lot of 30, 31-year-olds in the squad and several as well who are going to be turning 30 or 31 during the tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly those introductions, uh, the, the work isn't over. The The job, from San Paoli's point of view, if the AFA respects his contract, goes through to the 2022 World Cup. Um, but yeah, so far, I, I think it's safe to say that yes, he has had quite a big job to do and he's... I think that, that there are a, a long way towards sort of the transformation that Sam Pauli needed to bring in. It's just a matter of he had so little time to do it that it might just be a little bit too soon for this World Cup to be the one that they actually managed to break that glass ceiling in. Yes, the, the natural or at least the most comfortable uh, uh, thing for a coach is to have, after World Cup, to have four years to work on, the, on his idea and to develop that into 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 things mm. that happen, but it, of course with AFA it's, that is very difficult because the process is decided, of course, by the results and for and and and, and details that uh, uh, are not very easy to understand and and the lines of the coaches that are hired by AFA aren't this aren't similar. We have already mentioned a lot of times that. After Sabella, it came Martino. After Martino, it was Bausa. After Bausa, San Paoli. There are not relation between the, the the coaches that are coming to the to the national team. Yeah. 
So if, if they got Sampaoli yes. immediately after Martino, then you can sort of see a, some kind of a yes. progression in style there. But in in terms of uh, who was available and, and who they could get, there's not much of a sort of an overarching philosophy, as it were, overarching philosophy. Um, Paul Richardson says, question this week. Thank you, Paul. Um, other than Messi and Maradona, what other nine would be in your and Andres all-time Argentina eleven? Well, I, I did um, something like this before the last World Cup final, actually, for ESPN FC. They have since changed their website at least once, and I think two or three times. So you might not actually be able to navigate to it now. I was trying to dig out a really old article that I wrote on Martino um, for somebody a few days ago, and I just can't work out how to get it. So I'm just going to email the guy that my original Word document, because it was written about three years ago. Um, my Argentina all-time 11 at the time... I think, I can't remember all of the names, but I remember Luis Monti was there. Um, I remember, I think Pipo Rossi was in there. Um, Moreno. Di Stefano. Di Stefano was definitely in there. No, it wasn't actually, because they asked oh. me to keep it to uh, players who've played for it at the World Cup for Argentina. Oh. Paul is not asking for that, and so Di Stefano definitely goes straight in there as well. Passarella. Uh, Ruggeri I think it was Passarello and Ruggeri at centre back I think I had Filion as the goalkeeper I can't remember um, and anybody else I might have put Corbata on the right wing and uh, Mendes Mendes does yeah. that sound Ducho Mendes yeah yeah. Uh, yeah he was in there as well in midfield um, I can't, I'm not sure how many of those names I've just listed um, are well I'm not sure how many names that was uh, but I think those names were all in there and one or two others Andres It's a question to develop perhaps a bit more... Yeah, you're disadvantaged by the fact that I've just shown you the question yes. and you've not, you don't happen to have written an article on it before. But, uh, yes, there are so many players, but I I, I assume that uh, there will, will be a mix between the players that have uh, left historic uh, marks and others that are now making it. So uh, it's a very difficult decision, but... Uh, Some of the ones you mentioned will be really uh, definitely in, in, into the team because, uh, and, and of course, times have changed. Now there is no, no in, in the past there was a number eight, for example, classical right yeah. midfielder, not wings or right backs that mm. are wings. Uh, it were right, right back, right midfielder, and right wing. Now it is or simplified in two players that do all the work, mm. all the tasks, and so that's, that changes everything. And the same with the left side, in which the enganches that are, are put in, into the left, like La Celso could be, or, or well, Riquelme in historic uh, this, uh, discussion with, with Bangal in Barcelona. So it's very difficult to have... Uh, now, my names, it's very difficult, but the ones you, you have said are for sure will be in, the, in my team too. Yes. Good. That's glad to have some validation. Anyway, uh, we have had a comment from Jamie, who has actually uh, what he's done is tagged us into a reply to the Guardian. Um, he says, "Can we get Hand of Pod's thoughts on this in the next podcast?" And this uh, is the news that I actually happened to read this article a couple of days ago. Is the news that Transport for London are bidding to run the Buenos Aires? The Guardian call it Metro System, but here in Buenos Aires we call it the Subte. Um, the how, underground railway. How is the frequency in the metro in London metro? It's it's good. It's if it's well, it's much more reliable efficient. than here. But but oh. th th there are also uh, far 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 more trains and a lot more money <laughs> generally in the system than here. 
uh, my thoughts are that it's not really that much of a story. I mean, yeah, it, it's a consortium as well. It's not just Transport for London. It's it's the it's them along with I think it's the operators of the Paris. Uh, and New York metros or something who are who are bidding along with a, a separate person against uh, Metro Vias who have the contract at the moment and are pretty crap um, and another company or consortium. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I mean, it, it's not really anything to do with football, and um, it's not gonna unless we we watch a, we see a player traveling on the metro. But it's not. Uh... Yeah, it, it it would be lovely if along with some of the. Um, you know as well as just running it and taking some money out of it they also say put a shitload of money in so that we can get some more trains and up the frequency somewhat there, there was a and picture some of the stations that they've got on yes. one of the main avenues in the center of town which have been there for as long as I've lived in Argentina just sitting completely dead because they can't get an agreement between the city and national governments to actually open the line which is ridiculous but um there was a picture some time ago with Filiol uh, going to a training Uh, or at least a, a, a stadium, not a stadium, a, a, some football pitches that are River has in Harlingham. Mm. It's a, well, it's a location in Buenos Aires, Greater Buenos Aires. Going to work there by train. That picture with Filiol not going by car but by train was yeah. oh yes he's popular and he goes by train but not by subway. So I don't know. It's oh, the Pope used to travel on the subway. Yeah. Obviously, before he was the Pope, when he was the, the Archbishop of Buenos Aires, but he used to travel, apparently. Um, Rick, th this this comment was also to Rassing in English rather than to us, but uh, I'm going to read it out anyway because it strikes me as quite stupid. Uh, Lautaro Martinez really isn't that good, right? Yes, he is. That's ridiculous. Um, Tom Robinson says, obviously, Hand of Pod remains an excellent... Oh, he's recommending somewhere else, and then he's saying, obviously, Hand of Pod remains an excellent source of RG Info. And keep your eyes out for lots of World Cup content on World Football Index 2. Admittedly, I'm biased, but lots of good stuff coming up. Thank you very much yes. for that, Tom. To be clear to anybody listening for the first time, Tom is biased towards World Football Index because he takes part in their podcast, not towards Handapod. He just really likes us because we're great. Thank you, Tom. Um, and then we've got a bunch of people liking things that are replied to. And then we've got another tweet about Rassing an English podcast, which is back up, by the way. You should give it a listen if you're a Rassing fan. Um... Rohan van Benton says your thoughts about Argentina versus Haiti which funnily enough we have already covered but thanks for the um, reminder Rohan um, hopefully we've already given you enough detail on that one Eric e Evan sorry Evan Akardi I started to read your surname before I finished reading your first name and got them mixed up uh, says what is the likelihood that Nacho Puseto follows Kaku Gamarra to Red Bull New York and is there a potential pipeline Is a potential pipeline to MLS good or bad for Huracan? Um, I don't know about um, Puseto. I did write a preview on um, on, Gama on Alejandro, Alejandro Romero Gamarra, who is Kaku, apparently. I, I yes, hadn't yes. heard the nickname before they asked me for the preview, and uh, it, it appears to be the name he's going by in the US. Um I wrote a preview for him on, on the MLS website uh, and I haven't heard yet from them regarding an Ignacio Pusetto preview. So I would assume that it's less of a done deal than that. But we'll see. Maybe I'll get an email from also them Boca was, to write something. Also, Boca was not uh, uh, trying to sign him because uh, Pavon is still not sold to, to any team, any other team. But in case Pavon leaves, because if he, if he makes a place 
well in the World Cup or yeah. he plays and plays well. Uh, he, I, I, I'm not sure, but he will likely go to play another to another team in Europe because oh, I he think will, there's a good chance he'll be, he'll be going to yes. Europe anyway. Well, I think if if he comes on in the World Cup and plays disastrously, then maybe not. But if if he does anything else, if he either doesn't get off the bench or does get off the bench and impresses, um, then then I think he's well, Boca going to do in well. That case, in that case, Boca will have a lot of money mm. because he won't be sold by uh, uh, cents, and uh, he will go for 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 Busetta. Even Barros Crotto talked talked about him, saying that yeah, he was. Uh, a player that they are they have been following uh, impossible not to follow him because he plays here and equally though if Barros Ekelotto ends up going to an MLS club then maybe he comes he back can, for yes. well for either well okay the pro- Pavon's probably beyond their means but maybe yes. he then comes back for but the MLS I, don't, I haven't also heard yeah. I neither heard, heard in, in terms of what it means for Urakan um, my understanding of Oracan's situation at the moment is that they need cash more than players, as it were. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably a good thing on balance, considering the financial situation at the club. Of course, supporters won't be happy if he leaves because he's, he was clearly the most, uh, the, their best player in the last season. Um, so to replace him will be hard, but uh, uh, in terms of money, yes, it will be interesting. Mm. Wayward from Hayward says, Consensus. Argentina will be too slow recovering on defence. Even mediocre teams will manage a goal or two. I tend to agree with this. Hence, Messi and company will need to be on fire. He's caps locked on fire. Do you agree? Is Sampaoli going to have Juve's Pipita and Dybala on the pitch together? In my opinion, Pavon and Kuhn looked great. So much to unpack there. Um, I agree largely with with that consensus that uh, Mr. Wayward um, outlines. And... Therefore, I think it makes sense that, um, yeah, the attack is going to need to be in good form. It's going to need to be functioning well. Um, are Iguain and Dybala going to be on the pitch together? They're going to be on the bench together quite a lot. I think that's safe to assume. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure Iguain, uh, Dybala for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Iguain, I think, even when when... As, as we have already said, that uh, Haiti was not a, a, a rival to measure whether Argentina or to make any any changes because Iwain missed goals against Haiti. I think that Iwain will be in the in the in the starting eleven, and Aguero and Dybala will be in the bench. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be Aguero in the starting eleven. Oh. personally, but well, we'll we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in short, I. I they might both be on the same pitch at the same time at some point, but I, it's not going to be very frequent, I don't think. Um, and Wayward also asks, do you agree with sticking with Cabachero in goal? Also, if another of the 23 were to suffer an injury and need to be replaced, <laughs> who would you like to see swapped out at this late stage? So in terms of sticking with Cabachero in goal, it's a very difficult decision to make. When Romero was fit, I would have said that... If I were in San Paoli's situation, I would have Romero as my starting goalkeeper, and after the Spain performance, I would give Franco Armani the chance in these two friendlies prior to the World Cup, and and then probably, as long as he didn't embarrass himself, have him as my second choice goalkeeper. So if say Romero broke down injured in the quarterfinal, Armani would be the man to come onto the on in in his place. 
when you're talking first choice, that dynamic kind of changes a bit because Cavachero, as, as we mentioned last week, he might not have been playing as much and he might not be in quite as good form as Armani, but he has been training with some of the best strikers in the world, uh, at both of his last two clubs, certainly, and he has a decent length of career in Europe playing against the kind of strikers who he's going to be facing in the World Cup That's whereas the Armani playing... has been fantastic but he's been playing in the yes. Argentine Super League and in the um, and in the Colombian First Division That's before the that. thi- That's the thing uh, when you say Caballero playing it's, it's true but not playing all of the matches or, mm. or, or a lot of matches So, But even training I mean yes. Chelsea's forwards are better than uh, any of the forwards or, or certainly 99% of the forwards who Armani's been yes. facing since he joined River in competitive matches. Um, Costa and Morata. Yeah. And so there's a slightly different dynamic there that comes in, I guess. So do I agree with sticking with Cabachero in goal? <sighs> I'm not sure. I'm going to sit on the fence and just say, I, I, I don't know. And I'm... On the one hand, I'd quite like to be the person making the decision because San Paoli earns a fuck of a lot more money than I do. And I'd be in a much yes. you know, more comfortable financial position if I were. But on the other hand... In terms of just making the decision, I'm really glad that it's not the decision I have to take, personally. Yes. Yes, and uh, he's he's like playing with fire. Any uh, choosing one one goalkeeper or or the other one is the same in terms of the uh, risk because, uh, like Julian said uh, in the last episode, yeah. uh, if Casio uh, makes a mistake, all all of the supporters will say, "Oh, you you will have you you should have chosen." Armani and in the other ways the same. Uh, mm. The the ones that are uh, sitting there so fast saying that San Poli is uh, stupid and, and 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 there is no uh, proof or no, nothing really uh, where you can uh, take to make that decision. I mean, uh, Cavachero hasn't played a lot, but he had played in Europe and Armani ha, uh, since. Since Armani have uh, signed for River, has been brilliant, but uh, only six months. Yeah. Uh, and and the Colombian experience apparently doesn't uh, mean anything, because he have been. Yeah, because it, it was brilliant at Atlético yes. Nacional and never got called up. Cha- so, champion yeah. of the Copa Libertadores and, and, and that, but well, uh, uh, yes, it will be really really difficult, and I I I neither want to make that decision. So. And and so to Wayward's uh, second question, if essentially saying if we were able to injure any one of Argentina's <laughs> current twenty three, I, I hope who would that there is any, isn't any. Of course, but if you were going to, well, I will I will stick with any of the thirty five players that have been chosen in a list and then were out of the twenty three. I would at, at this point, I think that the ones who would probably do the least damage. To the team and and per- perhaps by being injured and by being have had to replace might even accidentally end up uh, resulting in a sl- small improvement of the team uh, would probably be Di Maria or after the way he played the other day Iguain even though I said that I can understand why Iguain's in the squad if not the starting eleven. Um, but for example, if Iguain is is injured, I will choose Lautaro Martinez or Icardi. I won't search for another player in no 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 I mean that's the thing you have to replace them by with a player in the 35 anyway or no, that's not what Wayward has said yes. but that's what I'm going to say or if Iglesias is injured I will choose for, uh, Enzo Perez for example mm. even when he hasn't been playing very well for River uh, things like that like to go for sure and, and sure and not 
take any player that hasn't even been in the yeah. 35 but list. I'm going to say Di Maria, actually, because his sort of record in major tournaments up to this point suggests that he might very well actually get injured at some point in the tournament anyway, so perhaps it's a better idea to take somebody else, particularly given that he hasn't even been offering that much for Argentina over the last... I'm going to say roughly 12 but, months. But really. if Di Maria becomes injured, is injured, like, uh, it's perhaps will probably happen. Uh, you have Pavon and, and Acuna, when, even when Acuna has uh, now uh, uh, come, become a, a, a right, uh, a left uh, back or left wing. Back. Oh, yeah, but if, if Di Maria gets injured now, then he can be replaced in the squad by... Anybody, any outfield player. Yes. If you think that we're a bit light, uh, that Argentina are a bit light. Why does I say we then? That the Argentina are a bit light at centre back. You could uh, bring Ramiro Funes Mori in. He was in the thirty-five, wasn't he? Maybe, or you know, so another centre back who, who was in there to replace Di Maria. Um, I, I, I'd say Di Maria. Um, Tom Robinson has the silliest question of the week. He wins that award, which is not an actual award. He says, "Who is more popular in Argentina, Messi or Mirko Marley?" It know. took me Even about 20 minutes to remember who Mirko Manle is. He's Manle's son. Ah. Manle, the, the really ah, annoying the television presenter, the presenter, has a kid. And I've, I'm not on Instagram, but apparently he's this, this kid has got an Instagram right. account. The, I, I say kid, I mean, like it, it's like a three-month-old baby. Um, and because Argentines have no filter when it comes to social media and don't really bother to think about the fact that perhaps plastering social media with pictures of your kid isn't a good idea when they're not even old enough to consent to it yet, um, for the future. He is sharing uh, lots and lots of pictures and um, whatnot. I think that Andres' response, however, is... I, I only know about this, by the way, because I went to a party with um, my girlfriend and some of her colleagues the other day well, and were I, discussing it. The only thing I will say... I think Andres' response illustrates that Messi is more popular. Yes, because I, 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 the only thing I will say is that I'm glad I don't have even I didn't have an idea who Mirko. I imagined because of the surname, but I didn't know who really. I don't didn't know who he was. So I am glad that, about that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Else, perhaps Tom Tom has uh, spends a lot of time in Instagram and watches yeah. and and the celebrities and that. Considering Tom doesn't live here, I'm quite worried yes, that he has a real, real clue who, who, who that is. Um, Liam says, how will Juan Pablo Bojboda do at Tacheres? Also, where next for Almeida as he's left Chivas? Real Madrid, perhaps? Well, I don't think so. I, I think but that Bojboda will do very well at Tacheres. Um, his work at, not so much at Newell's, but certainly at Defensa Justicia, um, demonstrates that he's... he's you know the football that, that he likes his teams to play is is in keeping with the football that Tacheres have been playing this season, um, and so yeah, I, I think that that's a good appointment. It, it's an, an appointment we just talked about a few minutes ago about how the AFA's appointments managerially haven't really followed much of a pattern. This is one, in my opinion, that follows a pattern um, in keeping with the football that uh, uh, that what's his name Frank Udelka um, had Tacheres playing this season. Um, when it's for Almeida. I'm going to chicken out of this one and say that you'd be better off asking a Mexican football podcast because I have seen none of Chivas apart from the second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final which got repeated uh, recently. First of all, it sounds crazy even when Zidane has already... I'm going to to interrupt Andres for just a second. The cat is a little bit hyperactive so if you can hear that paper rustling in the background 
I apologize. Andres Carriel. Uh, even when Zidane has already resigned to Real Madrid and uh, the, the bench of Real Madrid is, uh, is vacant, uh, I don't see Almeida going there. Uh, even when he, even if he has won everything with Chivas, it has no sense. Makes no sense from Mexico, from Chivas to Real Madrid, uh, with no previous job in, for example, I know Tottenham where Pochettino is. I see more. <laughs> Sorry, she's moving the microphone now. <coughs> I, I see more more likely Pochettino to go for to Real Madrid than Almeida. I think that the Real Madrid thing was was a joke, but where could he be, actually might be, go, but, uh, don't know. Somewhere in Europe, very possibly. Get your fingers off his jumper, naughty pussycat. Somewhere in Europe, very possibly. Um, after the job that he's done at Chivas, which which has been superb. I mean, I, as I say, I've not seen them, but I'm aware of, of what he's just won with them. Um, and uh, I, I would have thought that would help. Maybe Spain, maybe Italy, where he, he played and, and has contacts. Um, yeah, Latrice does not want you to uh, be left in peace. Sorry. Um, Yusef Amin says, out of the current three, who would your preferred option to start in goal be? Oh, we, that, we answered that one a minute ago, similarly to it anyway. I don't know. Either uh, Cavachero or Amani, but I'm honestly not sure and I'm glad I don't have to decide, Andres. Yes, it's uh, yeah, very, very difficult and hard to, to be with in somebody's uh, throat now, or, well, shoes. Um, and uh, out of those three, I don't see any, any other goalkeeper to, to uh, be at that position. Yeah, so Guzman is very much third choice uh, for us as well as for Sampoli, well, I think it's fair to say. Yusuf also says, in the striker position... Who do you think that Racing should sign to fill the void left by La- Lautaro? It's great to be listening again to. I don't know. Well, it's Icardi, not got Dan on Icardi right? since he will <laughs> go there and uh, fight for for uh, place in the in, in the matches with with him. No, but uh, it was uh, a rumor that uh, they w- they will look for for Bo to come back to Racing after leaving. The, it was one year ago. That he left for Mexico. Yes, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was a rumor, only not confirmed, but uh, it will be not a, ba- a bad option uh, if Lautaro Martinez leaves to have Gustavo Bow back. Yeah, that's that's a decent shout. Otherwise, I don't know. Perhaps Franco Soldano or um, if you mean the mean the local uh, league uh, or Santiago yes, Garcia, if they can get him off Godoy Cruz, he's just had a superb yes. season. Rivas, who had his best uh, season ever, and in Patronato, which is no uh, minor mm. something to to to. I, I think I mean it's something to mention that uh, scoring so many goals in, in Pat- at Patronato, a team that doesn't play particularly well. Yeah, uh, it's uh, something to, to mention. I would want to see at least one more season like this from him, though, given yes. his record prior to this season, which, as we mentioned earlier in the season, I looked it up and it wasn't all that impressive. Uh, Ronnie Masunda says, "Do you guys think Di Maria will be dropped for Pabon, and Lancini will be used either centre or left flank to cut inside?" Um, I'm not sure whether Di Maria will be dropped for Pabon. I, I gave an explanation earlier on of why I think he would be if I were the manager but that's not the same thing as saying I think Sampaoli will do so yes so no. he won't definitely I have I have a feeling that Di Maria's starting place is safe now it wouldn't surprise me necessarily if a couple of poor performances in the groups 
lead to Pabon maybe being taking over during the tournament. But at the start of the tournament, uh, that's going to be um, Di Maria still. And Lancini has tended to be used on the right flank so far. Sampaoli likes the way that he can potentially link up with Messi, apparently, when, when Messi is, is in the centre and with Lancini wide right and, and cutting inside. Um, I think that's the idea as much as anything. Yes, not fixed in the middle, but uh, going to the right and, and then go to the centre when when he has to to connect with Messi, yes. Mm, indeed. Um Santi says, in your opinion, which club of the Big Five have produced the most talent in the last five seasons? Quality, not quantity. Five seasons is an awfully long time to remember back in Argentine football. That takes us back to the middle of 2013. <sighs> Blimey. Which club? Yeah. Which club play? of the Big Five? Oh, that narrows it down a bit have produced the most talent in the last five seasons. I think it could be Racing, perhaps. Uh, he, they have produced, perhaps not uh, having a lot of time in the first division, playing for Racing, but leaving immediately. But uh, I, I think about the the Paul, Farina, Vieto, mm. uh, Centurion. Um, well, there are a lot of a lot more, but I, I remember those, those names. Uh, I don't think about Independiente, well, Boca, uh, even less players. Yeah. And River also, so... River one or two, maybe. But yeah, yes. I think Racing probably have the advantage there. Yes. I think you're right, yeah. Um, Amparaj, I hope I've pronounced that properly, says, will Tevez play for Boca next season? Well, yeah. Yes, I think... I, I think so. But, yeah... It, it, everything quite up in the air at the moment. There, I mean, there were some, some comments about uh, Guillermo not uh, liking Tevez very much and, and that they were their relationship wasn't good, but uh, uh, nothing confirmed confirm about Tevez leaving Boca. And and I, I said something some episodes ago saying that he said that uh, if Boca was out of Copa Libertadores, something that finally didn't happen in the group stage. Mm. He will stay because he wanted to the revenge, and if he they, he won Copertores, which will happen in November if if it happens, not now uh, or not in the, by middle of the year, uh, he will retire even from football because he right he, that will mean that he was like done. So uh, next next domestic season, yes. he's he's continuing to play for at least the first half of yes. 2018 19, um, and then after that, we'll see. Yes, <laughs> basically. Um, Darren Paul says Diego Michar just retired if you've not already recorded any chance of a word on his career I was a fan of his at Racing and subsequently solid and dependable leader I think that that is a very neat tweet sized summary Darren um, he faded quite a lot towards the end when he was playing with Union wasn't it after Racing yes. and then on to somewhere in the lower divisions because I wasn't aware he just retired. Yes, um, I think it was. I, if I'm not wrong, Sarmiento, Junín, uh, or ah, or, or, right, or yeah. a team that had. Oh no, Aldo Sibi. Aldo Sibi. Yeah. Now I remember. Uh, now, Somebody in green. Now Aldo Sibi is back in first division, but not with him. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think obviously the peak of his career was was that spell. Well, Godoy Cruz and then Racing. Um, I thought Godoy Cruz probably the the higher point, and, and then at Racing he, he played, was, he was think, more than decent. But, I think but he played more in more teams level. in the in the, his last uh, uh, 
phase of, of his career that in the in the in the early years because he played also for Defensa Justicia I think it was only six six months mm. but uh, uh, then yes well uh, Union uh, Racing the Godoy Cruz Newell's yes. old boys he got his first first team appearance in 2001 and then he went to Santiago Wanderers in 2005 I apologise for the people driving past my building um, and then Godoy Cruz Arsenal Gimnasia Godoy Cruz again which is the spell that I was talking about when I said that was the peak of his career 2010 to 2012 and then he joined Racing for two years then Defensa Justicia Union and Aldo Civi um, and as Darren says he's just retired apparently um, but yeah I, th- I thought yes. dependable midfielder considering that he only played one let's see how long it actually was one year six matches um, of his career outside Argentina um, I think he's he's one of the better players in recent years to have spent effectively his whole career um, in Argentina and never really gone abroad the, the thing that he will have to work because uh, not having played a lot Mm. of time abroad only six matches yeah he's, he's not going to be retiring and setting yes. up a business or something is it well he might he's probably got enough to set up a business but he's not going to be setting up a clothes line or yes. <laughs> something like that yes. um, but yeah we wish him luck and uh, a fine midfielder in, in his day never I mean it doesn't particularly surprise me that he never quite made that jump to Europe but I think actually if he'd had the chance to sort of a second tier European side he wouldn't have embarrassed himself um, I don't think uh, I have just tweeted, by the way, a picture of the pussycat making a nuisance of herself, so I'm going to retweet that from the Hand of Pod um, uh, account. And that's it. There are no matches that are about to take place, so I'm not going to give you any full-time scores after the theme music. Um, and Oh, actually, let's just really quickly check whether that uh, South American Games match has finished yet, the ladies. Uh, who was it against? Ecuador, wasn't it? Yes. Uh... Juegos. God, the autocorrect on this phone is awful. Sur Americanos. Ecuador versus Argentina football. Of course, it just takes you to the men's tournament, which isn't too much. And Selección Argentina football femenino. Let's have a look at this. Oh, this was... Uh, oh, it looks like it's still taking place, actually, because I think it kicked off at 7. So I'll tell you what, after the theme music, if I remember to, and if I can find a full-time score for it, uh, I will give you the full-time score from that Argentina versus Ecuador uh, ladies' match in the Sudamericana. Sudamericano, sorry. Juegos Sudamericanos. Yes. God, it's difficult to work out the, the proper name for things. Um, but apart from that... There is nothing more to add. There are no mystical predictions this week and there are no men's matches taking place. So for now, it's thank you. Uh, thank you very much to Patreon supporters. I hope you enjoy the Hand of Pod Extra that we're going to record about something or other in a minute. Um, and thank you very much to non-Patreon supporters as well. Please tell your friends and family. Please consider supporting us if you uh, if you can on Patreon. Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Hand of Pod. Um, And if not, then just look forward to next week's episode when we will be back for another month. Even though the season's over, we're going to be recording all the time because there are people paying us to do so now. So thank you very much for that. and looking forward to the World Cup. For now, it's goodbye from Andres. Goodbye, thank you. And from me, goodbye.
Some quick confirmation in case you cared that uh, in the Juegos Odesur, Ecuador have just beaten Argentina 2-1 in that ladies match. Uh, that was the... I'm just scrolling down on Wikipedia because it's really surprisingly difficult to find information of, of what is happening in this tournament. The third match um, of the final group stage. Oh, it's only one group stage. It was the third match of, of the only group stage that makes up the whole competition. So that means now that Argentina have won one and lost two. Uh, so Ecuador, I think, leapfrogged them by about a point in that with two matches to go. Argentina's remaining games against Chile on... Saturday and against Paraguay on Monday.